You had some thoughts about about a show about parenting. I did. Yeah, I thought it would be a good idea since we haven't done a show in ages. We've not done a show in ages, although there has been some parenting-ish behavior going on. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, in the vicinity of parenting. I have no idea. As a whole. (laughs) And also now, you are what, 13 and a half? Close to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll be 13 and a half in like July or something like that. Uh, two, two and a half years away from driving. It's pretty wild. Okay, so, so I put a bunch of questions out. And so you know how sometimes, have you ever filled out, a, oh yeah, we've done that, customer surveys, right? Like you have oh, pizza ones. or yeah, you're at a fun. restaurant and you always like to fill those out and you always put scathing comments in. Yes. Which uh, causes people's <laughs> eyebrows to fall out. A little bit. And so this is sort of like a... Because it's one thing to talk about parenting, like if you're a parent, but the whole point is to provide a service to you that's hopefully somewhat useful. Yes. And so there doesn't seem to be much point doing parenting without viewing it. It's like saying, yeah. the only thing that I care about is the restaurant, not whether the customers are happy. Of course. Right. So, so. <clears throat> so that's the idea. So we will... Um, oh, somebody posted here, the lad managed to find, his son managed to find and lick the only exposed electrical socket, got a nice little shock and a life lesson. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yes, that's an interesting approach. All right. Very interesting. So let's see here. Uh, so the, the, what I posted was Izzy wants to do a show about parenting. If you have any questions for her, please post. Hey, Izzy. These are going to be heavily edited, of course. Of course. Just so there so are no unedited questions that could be at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna read these too. I hope I didn't just mess up the audio. That's right. Just so that there can be there will be no open-ended questions that could even remotely reflect badly on me. All right. Uh, hey, Izzy, if you could give your dad a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, um, good question. So this is probably the most selfish response I can think of. Um, I would give him a superpower to give other people superpowers so that I could get a superpower. Oh, the old wishing for more wishes. Okay, <laughs> yes. let's, let's say that that is not allowed. All right, fine. It's illegal. What would you do? I would give you the ability to fly so that I could fly too with you. Because that would be fun. And also, I know you've always wanted to fly. Oh, flying? Like, flying self-powered? Like, half my dreams are about flying. Oh, my gosh, same. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just amazing. It's fantastic. So, um, okay. So, flying. Now, as for the mechanics of flying, would it be like a world thing? Or would I get cool, giant wings? I would... I, I w- made if of fire. I had it, I would want big, feathered, gray wings. I think that would always be cool. How I've big? always thought quite big. Like, the length of me. Like, because on each side width? Yes. Right, like, right. not for width. No, I mean, like, for length. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. So I'm like five feet. It would be five feet long. <laughs> On each side. So 10 foot wingspan? The reason, yes. But you could close them in if you needed to so that you could. Could you hide them if, say, you wanted to go on in an airport? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you wouldn't need to go in an airport. No, Why? you just fly. Because you can fly. Yeah, fly wherever you want. <laughs> right. Of course, you would need to. Just make to. sure you didn't get too tired over an ocean. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. And it, you'd, of course, have to wear a mask. Um, <laughs> totally. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Izzy, if you could choose a dad, why would it be Steph? Um, because he doesn't have to go to work each day and stuff. And I think that sucks because kids do not get to spend a lot of time with their parents, especially yeah. their dads usually. Yeah. Well, nowadays it's also the moms because moms are going to work too now. Yeah. Um, and also because of the peaceful parenting, he's a good parent. Um, and honestly, just honestly, I just think a bunch of stuff like my mom too, which he chose, or I guess they chose each other or whatever. But yeah, basically it would be him no matter what. <laughs> now, how comfortable do you feel giving compliments? I hate compliments. You hate, so this, this you hate giving them and receiving them, so this is painful. Everything to do with compliments is horrible. Uh, compliments or dentistry? 
Dentistry, what do you mean? Uh, I don't mind. I'll giving choose... compliments or going to the oh, dentist? Oh, dentist for sure. At least I come out with clean teeth afterwards. Now. Yeah, then true. I just come out with like a sense of awkwardness after right, giving compliments right. and receiving them. Well, <laughs> that's your British side. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so is it essential that a parent make a child understand a rule in order for the child to follow it? Absolutely. If I don't understand a rule, I will laugh at it and I'll break it any chance I get. Absolutely. You have to make your kid understand why they're doing stuff. Like if you say, oh, you have to brush your teeth each night and the kid says why and you just, like, you de- you just do, the kid's not going to brush their teeth. You have to explain if you don't, you're going to get cavities and then your teeth's going to become all like infected with like bacteria and stuff and yeah. it'll become disgusting and your breath will stink and everyone will make fun of you and you'll suffer. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that to your kid. That's weird. But <laughs> um, I was just joking. But no, you no, take like their you favorite ex- toy, you take a sledgehammer to it and you say that's what bacteria does to your enamel. Not a I pet, don't though. think you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I agree. No, but basically you got to explain to them like what happens if you don't brush your teeth and then maybe get them into the habit of brushing teeth, find them like a, a toothpaste flavor they like or a good yeah. toothbrush or something like that so that they don't mind it too much because brushing my teeth is not my favorite thing to do. Well, I, I can't remember if I told you what they told me when I was a kid, why I had to brush my teeth. What? Because they said little fairies would dance on my teeth if they were dirty and crack the enamel. Now... <laughs> I obviously didn't hugely believe that, but at the same time, I thought like creatures dancing in my mouth while I slept was not the most relaxing idea. Why? I, I don't no. understand. I'm possessed. So yeah, I think I think that's true. Now let's just just rewind a sec here, uh, if you don't mind. Yes. So earlier you said that if a child does not understand, you seemed very personal to you. So you said <laughs> if a child doesn't understand the rules, what the child will do is mock it in their mind or something like that yeah, and disobey much. it every chance they get yes i know where this is going oh we're here yeah it's not going anywhere if it's already <laughs> here uh so you're asking when did i last do that pretty much well i mean did you uh, uh, yeah oh, <laughs> that would indicate that there was a rule i didn't explain well no it came from mom usually but oh, like, maybe yeah yeah <laughs> i know it happens it happens all right Here's pretty open ended. Never listen to this show. Here's, here's <laughs> what's pretty open. What makes a good parent? Um. Okay, I'm gonna go based off what I've seen from other like peaceful parently, mm-hmm. peaceful parented kids, um, because we don't really know any non peaceful parented kids. Um, we did. We did. <laughs> but that didn't work that out did, super no, well. Did, okay, did go not. ahead. Yeah. Um, I guess now we don't know any. Yeah, but basically, it's not enough to just not yell and not hit your kids and stuff. Like, they're just, a lot of, from what we've seen with a lot of our parents, they do that, and they think it's just, oh, that's good enough, that's fine, it's yeah. normal, we know we're a good parent now. Like, you gotta actually spend a lot of time with your kids, because currently, like, you're competing with friends, you're competing with tablets, VR, all that stuff, right, yeah, yeah. virtual reality, whatever it is, right? But you're competing with so much other hyper-stimulation, and if your kids find that more interesting than you, then they probably aren't going to listen to you, they aren't going to respect you, and they aren't going to enjoy spending time with you. Like, they're going to try and go away from you to go do their other things with their friends or with their tablets or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, I mean, also, if you don't spend a lot of time with your kids and you put them in school, they're just going to become propaganda stuff, like all the, like, half the people today. Oh, yeah. Now, so, I mean, this is the question which we'll get, I'm sure it's going to show in, like, the screen time thing. The screen time thing is driving a lot of parents really nuts. Oh, it's insane, yeah. Like, it's not just tablets and phones, but just computers, uh, uh, videos, uh, it's just video games and so on. It's a lot of stuff. And... I don't count screen time if we're doing something together. Yeah, no, like, we, a few years back, like, we don't play too, too many video games nowadays together. I don't actually play too many video games. I mean, I play a few, but um, a little while back, we played Neverwinter Nights. 
yeah. which is a game, and it was PC game. It was the first PC game I ever played. Um, and I had this little laptop. It was really funny, but um, but we did it together. We did it together. Yeah, and we played Pixel Junk Shooters, which we did together. That was a good game. We played that a few times. Yeah. So I mean, or um, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. We did. That was fun. Oh. It used to be better, but they kind of ruined it in some later updates. Unless it was a different game, we installed. No, I think that's. Um, what happened? What was the one where we would run all over the spaceship and get the gems? That was Lovers in Dangerous Space Time. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. We did that one, and so we've. And so to me, it's not screen time. If you're doing something together, you're commenting, you're making jokes, you're yeah. making, you're suggesting plans and, and strategies and all of that. I mean, so. like, obviously, technically, it is screen time, but it's not yeah. like the bad screen time where no. they're just playing some of those new crappy mobile games and stuff, right? Because well, there yeah. are, mo- mo- I find most of the new mobile games, like, that you'll find on the App Store and stuff are just really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they aren't, they, they don't take any intelligence. They don't require any skill, really. It's just, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> is it essential that a parent make a child understand... I'm oh, sorry. Uh, what, what's one thing or some things that grown-ups seem to have forgotten or have a hard time understanding? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you could get me to rant about this for hours, but I'm not going to do it for hours. Kids have important value. Like, kids have value. I w- we were talking the other day um, with some people, and they're like, oh, where's the nearest restaurant? And I said, oh, just down the street, yeah. turn, make a right, whatever, right? Mm. Um and they just looked at you. I said that, and then they just looked at you. They didn't even respond to me. And then you said the exact same thing, and they're like, okay. And they just went down. It's like, hello, can I not have input? Like, It's like everyone five foot and under is just blanked out from people's entire social consciousness. I know, right? Like, it's not, I'm like, I'm 13 now. I mean, I'm a teenager. Like, it used to be even worse when I was younger, but now that I'm actually starting to look a bit more older and mature and stuff, yeah. people actually pay more attention to me, even though it's still pretty bad. Well, if people are asking about the ducks, they will. who will they ask? You. Right. And then what do I say? You say, ask her. You yeah, say, I say, Izzy will tell you. Izzy will, Izzy's the expert. And then they kind of like, what? And yeah. then they'll turn to you like, well, tell me about the ducks, little child. Like, you know what I mean? They like, say in a cute voice, it's like, I'm 13. <laughs> Ever since, you're not, you're not, you're not. I've been like studying ducks for the last year. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that knowing that kids have a huge amount to offer, Great perspectives, great ideas, great creativity, great conversation. People just, I would say that's the one thing that we notice most with the kids that we know um, yes. or, or haven't really sustained relationships with is just that they don't know how to have conversations. Yeah. Oh, one last thing, just to be clear. We have ducklings. If you can hear noise in the background, that's another reason I just thought of that because of what you said. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, sorry if you can hear chirping in the background. <laughs> uh, are there any rules your parents have right now, like that's a talent, right now, I know. that you disagree with? Are there any rules you've glad they enforced in the past, even if you weren't happy at the time? Um, when I was like three, I started learning how to read. It was three, right? I got a lot better at it at four, but I started, right. we started when I was Well, I mean, we, we started reading to you and pointing out the words early on. I remember you were reading a very like kid-friendly version of Lord, no, not The Hobbit. The Hobbit, You yeah. made it more friendly, and I would glance at the screen. I think I was very young Do at you that time. Do you remember the words you w- always was look up, for? It up, up. Yeah. I always look for up, and whatever. Up. I was supposed to have my eyes closed and sleeping, but I'd just be up. <laughs> as far as the word goes, you looked it up. You, 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 you looked it up. See, this is something I have to put up with every day. <laughs> you guys only get it for an hour during shows. I get it for 24. <laughs> you mean the quality comedy of the gods? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> no, so you would, you, would, you would look for words then, and we did the Bob books. Um, but uh, we, I, you probably you may remember or not, you were very young, but I hooked a, a keyboard up I to remember. a computer to a TV, and I'd type on the TV. But we taught you the alphabet not by ABC, but Abaca. Yeah, because it's you never you very rarely say... ABC type thing. Yeah, when you you're very talking. rarely like the, the actual formal name of the letter is not how it sounds. So if you say k a t instead of c a t, 
Because then you say C-A-T spells what? And, and you've got to translate it in your head to c a t c a t whatever, yeah. How do you... But yeah. if you say c a t spells what? c a t c a t cat, 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 then you yeah. can get it that way, so... I never found that trick useful of speeding it up. I don't know why, but I never did. And I remember you kept telling me to try this, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I remember very clearly you finding it incredibly useful and falling down in gratitude on your knees, saying, "Father, it's all clear to me now. Thank you so much." Pretty sure I was four. <laughs> I know, and it was your voice was even not quite that high. Sure. <laughs> um, so no, you and you didn't particularly, you didn't mind it, but sometimes you would get frustrated. I would, yeah. Learning to read, we did kind of push on, and then you know, since it was then, good. I remember in grade six, I was reading like chapter. Sorry, not grade six. When I was six. Grade one, I was reading like small chapter books and stuff. So Absolutely. I think, yes, if you do have kids or if you have kids right now, get them to learn to read as early as possible, especially if they're the youngest kid. Like if you have like three kids and one of them's the youngest, because you got to catch them up to the oldest kid. It says, I wonder what it's like growing up the child of a famous person. Has there been unique challenges due to that? Well, I mean, not really too much, like I guess right now. I'm not even that famous. Yeah, you're not. Well, you used to be more like before YouTube yeah, yeah, took yeah. you off and stuff, but... Um, well, we used to go out for dinner sometimes or we places and people would come up and, and be in. Remember, we were at the keg one night. I remember that. Some dude paid for our entire. Oh, and I was begging him not to, but he was so <laughs> grateful for the show that he paid for our dinner, which was really nice. But um, <clears throat> yeah, not not too famous. Uh, what's this? Somebody referred to as jazz famous. Yes. Which is like you're like a small number of people know you very well, but a large number of people don't. Yes. Um, honestly, it's just a bit more on like, I guess, career choices, even though I'm going to focus on having kids younger and stuff yeah. like that. Like when I'm older. I've always kind of been interested in going into politics because I think the world needs a lot of fixing and I have stuff I can offer. Um, So I guess it would be kind of hard to go into politics, especially since everyone has such a messed up idea of what your reputation is and stuff like they just lie about you. Well, it's Um, funny too, because when we meet people in real life, they're all very positive and enthusiastic. mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, then when we were in Australia, you know, they, they... Again, oh, yeah. the people who came, oh, even gosh. the people who were critical of me were very, you know, we engaged and we debated and all of that. But the people in the parking lots who were attacking the... the oh my gosh, I remember that time we had to go hide in a restaurant because oh, yeah. there was like a big crowd we were of people. being hunted through the streets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we had to go, I remember we were stacking up chairs at the window so they wouldn't see him. It was kind of exciting. It was really exciting. <laughs> well, you know why it was exciting? Because we successfully... Yeah, we successfully... Ran it I remember Brave we were all Steph looking. Brave ran away. Brave, he bravely <laughs> well, ran what are you away. What against like 20, 30 <laughs> when, people? When danger reared its ugly head, he bravely turned his tail and fled. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I was going to say, I remember we were all looking around. I was like, oh, there's a restaurant right there. It's, it has two floors. So we all just, we ran in. We just went right to the top. We ordered some food and hid in the back corner. You saved our Canadian bacon. Yeah. Absolutely. Gosh. All right. Um, if you could change one thing about how everyone else was parented, what would it be? One thing. One thing. I think I kind of half answered this in a previous one. Just like pay attention to your kids, like ask them questions. I think if you have like siblings, again, I'm, I'm an only child, so I don't know too much about this, but I, a lot of my friends have siblings. In fact, pretty much all of the kid friends I know have siblings. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just recommend spending one-on-one time with each of your kids. Because that's important because they turn really into important. kind of like a blob. Yeah. Like they just, oh, go play or we're all play together. But having one-on-one time with your parent is really important. I mean, that's yeah. one of the few things my mom did well was that we would actually get one-on-one time, uh, which was nice. Yeah. That would suck having to share you guys with a sibling. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. Questions I'm just about saying. That. So you, you say just more one-on-one time. Yeah, just spend a lot of one-on-one time with your kids. I think that's really important. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so important for kids to know that the parent really enjoys his or her company. I think it's yes. really, really important. All right. 
Um, how did your parents change their application of peaceful parenting principles as you grew older? I don't think much. Like We can explain a little bit more longer term stuff and all of that, but uh, I don't think much has changed because yeah, we were always trying to explain things early. And all of that. And just to reinforce, I've never raised your voice at you, never called you names, and you've never been punished. Well, no, no, I mean, I said well, like I hope. Uh, no, is there something I don't know about? <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, <clears throat> the only thing I could, like, it wasn't really punishing, but it was like a lecture, and I did not enjoy the lectures, but that's not like physical, or it's like just annoying. It, it, it's displeasure of the day, but that's about it. Now, it's for, not, those like, punishing. Of, for those who don't know... <laughs> Your extensive and complicated history with the occasional, let's put it be fair, yes, the occasional, maybe one or two times a year, yeah. <clears throat> with lectures. Uh, they are a special kind of, of, of torture for you. In yes, a way, right? I, it's like, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but the lectures, I just, I get annoyed and I find them very boring. Although, I mean... Boring and yet also annoying at the same yeah. time. It's really the worst hey, combo, it's like right? like math. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so the lecture is when there's something significant that we need to talk about. And again, it's once or twice a year. Yeah. And usually only for 16 to 24 hours at a time. Man, is that, that sort of little? how it feels, like, right? Yeah, I'm kidding. That's how it feels, right? Uh, all right. Um, how much would you like to be pushed to succeed in certain fields, sports or specific skills? I do not Hang on, want, hang on. This oh. person, he says, I personally regret not being introduced to more varied sports and pushed to succeed slash make progress. I don't know. Honestly... I don't really think I would want to be pushed in anything. Like, I think I should, um, whatever I find important, whatever I enjoy doing, I should do, I should be able to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if I was spending like four hours a day playing Minecraft or something, some game like that, then I'd be like, I should be a, be a little pushed to like not spend that much time on the computer or at least playing games on the computer. But I'm sorry, I mean, just to, just to be interrupt real briefly, oh yeah? uh, to clarify, I would say that about 95% of your time playing games or screen time is social. Yeah. Like you're chatting with yeah, someone, you're planning something. And again, that's still screen time. Yes. But I classify, and it's not like, you know, like Twitch shooter screaming at people to cover you while you take out the space alien, but it's like we're planning this, we're building that, yeah. strategy, that we strategy. We do a lot of strategy games. Or we're doing something like Catan. Settlers of Catan. <laughs> Settlers of Catan. And that is, uh, okay, that's screen time technically, but it's very social and, and very all that Very strategic. Yeah. You need to stop winning, by the way. And I'm sorry, uh, I completely interrupted you about the push to, to support stuff. Oh, yeah. Honestly, no. I just think when a kid finds the thing that they really enjoy doing and they really want to do, they should just, the parents should let them do that. Maybe they should encourage them, but don't make them be like, oh, you enjoy soccer. We're going to put you in all the leagues. We're going to do all this stuff. Like, I mean, if the kid enjoys soccer, let the kid enjoy soccer. Encourage them to and do better And if the kid stuff, wants to join those leagues, that's yeah, one thing, Yeah, right? but don't force them to join those leagues or don't say oh you're you enjoy this well we're gonna make you very top immediately like i mean yeah like hey. we have a friend who really really wanted to get into dance and started at the age of three and was begging her parents to do it it's like yeah fantastic now what about what about uh, i don't you don't have a very strong opinion on this sure i highly doubt that <laughs> what about what about the overpraise oh i don't think overpraise is good. Go on. Like, I think if a kid does something that's cool, like if they do a decent drawing, yeah, yeah. like if they're still young and stuff, like if they do like a, a cool drawing or whatever, I think if parents are just like, oh, that's the best drawing I've ever seen. I love that. You're amazing. You should be an artist. Like, oh my gosh, it's a good drawing. Just say, oh, I like it. Um, maybe you should work on this a bit, this a bit next time, but it's a good drawing. Right. Like, just be honest with your opinion, but don't over push it. Right. <laughs> Right. I don't like overpraise. I think it gives the kids a way inflated sense of their own abilities. And same goes for adults. Like if you overpraise an adult too. I think, I think it also lowers trust. Like the kid looks at the picture. And I, I think I've told you the story years ago. Like I remember when I was a kid, probably four or five years old, I was in preschool and I wanted to draw a picture of a boy going down 
a snowy mountainside on a toboggan that, right. with rosy cheeks and, and a, a tartan scarf flying behind him. I still have it so vividly. I think I, I can kind of picture it too. Yeah, I have it so vividly in, in like laughing and blue eyes and, and, and his hair. And <clears throat> I had it so vividly in my head. And then, you know, when you, what you get in like these, you get these yeah. big giant paintbrushes and like really watery paint. And so I, I had it in my head. And I painted with this crappy brushes and this yeah. watery stuff. And it just looked like a giant blob of stick figure hell. Oh, no. And I have that. <laughs> and, I get... But everyone, the, the teacher was like, oh, that's a very nice painting. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. You know, I'm not down on myself. Just compared to what I wanted to paint, some Cornelius Krikov is a very famous guy, a Canadian painter. And he was, you know, one thing that's really tough to paint, you know, when you have the ice on the lake. Oh, yeah. Ice is the not crack, fun. Ice the cracks in the fun. ice and all that's really tough to paint. He's I do not like ice. <laughs> so I had this Winter Wonderland postcard in my head and I got this weird Mobius strip black blech, yeah. you know, and then a little bit of, and I was like, oh, I'll put the rosy cheeks in. So I got a big blob of white and red Oh no! and it was just horrendous. Now, of course, you know, when you've done a good picture and you don't need someone to tell you and you know, if your picture's not that great. And so I think when you overpraise, it just breaks the trust it's like okay so can i really what what if what if i really do it? Is their head gonna explode if i do a really good picture like where, where do we go from here yeah and not even that like i i get very annoyed like i think doing ice and like reflections and stuff is a lot easier on paper i just find it easier to control yeah. the opacity and the sketching is a bit better i find angles a lot easier on paper too despite all the stuff that's on like mobile drawings to help you with angles but oh, yeah. i'm still learning those but um yeah it's it's hard. Yeah, it really annoys me when I, I know what I can do, and I know I can do it, yeah. especially because getting, I'm getting fairly decent at drawing, i got to say. But, I think so, yeah. Um, if, I'm, if I know what I can do, and I know I can do it, but it's just not coming out the way it should, even if I've done something similar in the past that turned out great, it yeah. just really annoys me because I'm like, I have the abilities to do this, but why is it not, why is it not doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, what things or skills or abilities do you think homeschooling has helped you develop that you wouldn't have gotten from public or private school? Oh, gosh. Okay. Number one, being a decent friend. Number two, having communication and conversational skills, negotiating. I think I'm way better at like a bunch of stuff that they teach in like the curriculums at schools than the kids who actually have to spend eight hours a day doing it are because, I don't know, I just remember a bunch of instances where I'm like, I could easily beat you on that type thing. Um Honestly, I just think... What do you mean? No, I mean, like, with other other kids. Okay, sorry. I wasn't saying... You certainly can beat me on certain things, but uh, Rocket League. uh, And also some debates. But, uh, okay, I just wanted to check. Yeah, no, I mean, like, with other kids, like, if we're arguing about something, um, I guess to do with math or English or something, and they're the ones who are in the schools, I'm like, no, no, you're you're completely wrong, even though they spend so much more time doing it than I do. But, I don't know, there's just, like, so much stuff that I think is better about being homeschooled than going to Yeah, so when you're in a school... You know, there's 25 kids all facing the teacher, and they don't talk to each other, and they barely talk to the teacher. So yeah. they're just getting information fired at you, a lot of which you don't understand why. Yeah, a lot of it is useless. Like, why, is why do I need to know cell theory if I'm not becoming a scientist? Like, if I'm becoming a farmer, I don't need to know about cell theory. Like, oh, you mean like mitosis and meiosis, or, or like how plants photosynthesize yeah, like, cells I, I, in I the body? Yeah, I think it's... it's kind of cool like the plant photosynthesis thing is cool but like unless i'm becoming like an advanced gardener a scientist or like some freaky experimental person with like stuff but like i don't know i like unless i'm going into some of those fields that require it there's no point me learning that like i think kids should kind of just do whatever they're most interested in yeah and And facilitate that right they they the teacher should help that like i think for each kid there should each five five kids there should be one teacher although it'd be crazy expensive but i'm just saying like at least that although it's better with homeschooling because then you actually get one-on-one time 
Well, private schools are way cheaper than government schools in terms of total cost, even though the ratio of parents to uh, of teachers to kids is is much worse in private school. Or you could say it's worse in public school because there's more kids per teacher in public school, although it's more expensive per kid. It's really crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say something too. It was going to be absolutely gripping. Uh, uh, no mind. It'll come back. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite thing or topic to learn about? Oh, ducks. Ducks. I love ducks. <laughs> now, I'm not sure that everyone or anyone, including me, fully <laughs> understands the depth, complexity, and richness of your relationship to ducks. Okay, here's the thing. I don't actually know why, but along here, here's how it started. So a while back, there was this duckling. It was a mallard duckling. Mm-hmm. And its mom, there was only one of them. Like a week before, there was five of them. And then we came back a week later, there was one. And the mom was so injured, it couldn't even walk, really. So the duck wasn't going to make it. Duck wasn't going to make duckling, it. It was rather. a few weeks old, right? Yeah. Um, anyways, so we took it and... It ended up after we kept it for like a week, but it stopped eating probably due to stress. So we returned it to the same area. We were unable to but find it had the mom. It grown a little. It was stronger. Yeah, it was stronger. And more it was of a, a lot stronger. Survive. It was a lot fatter. So it was hopefully going to do well. But we kind of just returned it, and it grouped up with another section of ducklings. Yeah. I don't know if it was like the same parent. Maybe it even mm-hmm. wasn't. I don't know what was going on. But yeah, maybe they no, it were wasn't younger. The same parent, because remember she was down to one. Right? It could have been that she had more eggs over the time. No, oh, she couldn't have in not a, week. a week. Never no, mind. I don't yep. think so. I don't know, maybe she had eggs. I'm not 100% sure on mallards uh, because I do more studying on like more domesticated ducks. But I prefer, after that, we missed our duck. So we got a few more ducks, Muscovy ducks, three well, of them. Well, and we got those from a farm, a farm where right? we could return them. Yes, that's we, right. we actually like bought those. We were originally going to get two. I think you were doing a show. So my mom and I went out to get them and they were all huddled together. And mom's like, can we get three? We can't separate them, right? <laughs> yeah, even though we were probably going to get two. But anyways, pumpkin, buttercup, and dumpling were the names of each one. Dumpling was by far the prettiest. It was my dad's. It was really sad. <laughs> great but ducks. It was, they were great ducks. I loved them. Very fat. <laughs> but, very fat. Um, that's when my full love of ducks came out. Yep. I think they're very cute. They're very pretty. And I want to spread my love of ducks. So my mostly career choice, hopefully, mm-hmm. in the future will be running a duck farm. And I want to breed a new species of duck that's extremely friendly to humans that we people can have as pets because I want to share the love of ducks that I have with the rest of the world. And there's really only one word that I want to add. What? Stefanuk. No, we're not naming. No, the, the type of duck. Nope. Stefanuk. Nope. Basil Quack. No. Molly Basil Quack. Molly, Molly Honk. Molly Honk. Molly Honk. Molly Chonk Honk for the bigger ones. Should I just keep going or should I stop Please at this stop. point? Please <laughs> stop. Free to... <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? How do you even spell that? Free to... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Man, um, this conversation is lost in seriousness. No, but but so you 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 would love a duck farm with uh, what number of ducks? Like 30 to 40. That's it? Maybe more, but that's, start, that's how start, it starts right? off. 30 yeah. to 40, and you would like to breed new ducks. You would also like to breed them for particular characteristics, right? Yes, I want very good temperament, so like personality, very friendly, yeah. come running to you and stuff. Because our issue with some of the ducks that we have, we currently have two ducks. Um, ducklings. Ducklings, yeah. yeah. They're, one of them's nine days old, and the other's 11 days old. Sorry, eight days and 11 days. Um, a Pekin and a call duck. Yep. They're very nice. But... Um, the issue we had with our ducks before this, they were two Pekin ducks, is very bad temperament. They were, well, our male was super scared of us and super aggressive towards me. 
only me, he would flap after me and bite my feet and stuff. But that happened, that happened in a sense after they hit puberty and started mating. So yes. I think he viewed you as a competitor. Probably. Yeah, because he wouldn't know whether you're a male or a female. Just well, I'm bigger than him, so he'd probably he think I was male, a male, right? yeah. And he, he would really go for you. He'd yeah, like, your feet he thought and... I was joking first, but when you actually saw it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it took so, a long yeah, time that's... to train him to do that. Like, I was up, like, middle of the night for a long time with little um, pictures of you, which I would then attack. Anyway, we'll get into that another time, but... Um, I think that we need to get into that right now. <laughs> no, but I think good temperament is best, because mm-hmm. if you don't have a duck that enjoys your company and likes you, it's not going to be no fun to have a duck. Oh, yeah. Same goes for children. <laughs> Do you classify Izzy as unschooled or homeschooled, and why? Well, I'm going to classify myself as homeschooled. Yeah, so we do some formal stuff, right? We do some math. We do some uh, spelling, obviously. We do grammar and so on. So I think that there are some basics, which aren't super fun to learn, of course, right? But I don't mind kind of grammar. Important. I already know most of it, though. So, right. um, But I would say that a, a, a significant proportion of your, of your, quote, education comes just through conversations, through, through just reading articles and talking about what's going on behind them. And, uh, and in the car, we just chat about stuff and, <laughs> yep. and all of that. So I would say... It's not like, so if you were in school, you'd be like six hours a day formal lessons, right? We're not doing that. Eight hours, I think, from what I've heard. So, well, I don't know what it it is now. For me, it was 9 to 3.30. I think for... But you had lunch and some breaks. From what I've heard, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, most kids have to get up at like seven though, don't they? So maybe it's, I think it's eight to three for some schools. And I think, but each grade, isn't it like three hours of schoolwork for grade? Oh no, if you count, well, so, no, they say it's 10 minutes per grade. Oh, gosh. Right? So by okay, grade six, yeah. you've got an hour of homework. And I so think it'd be an terrible. hour 20 for my grade. I, th- I think the homework, honestly, is is simply just, it's almost like a mechanism to turn kids against their parents. It's just terrible. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, it sucks. Um, question for Steph. What was your biggest worry before becoming a parent? What advice would you give your past self 12 years ago when you started out as a parent, 12-ish years ago? 13, I might add. <laughs> well, and in a sense, you become a parent, obviously, when, when conception, right? So I would read books to you when you were still in mom's womb. And we would do, obviously, wow. high fives against her belly button. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I mean, it's all worked out fantastically, right? So peaceful parenting was really a theory that we experimented upon you. Yes. So, I'm an experimental Yeah. And, and now that, you know, I was sort of saying, you know, the teen storms are where if you've had problems in parenting. So, you know, toddlers, this called the terrible twos. And there's a lot of fights, obviously, sometimes with some families. And then there's a period called latency from the age of sort of five or six or seven to about 11 or 12 where things are pretty calm, and then the teen stuff hits, and, you know, your feelings are stronger, more vivid. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, since you became a teenager. So that's where you find out whether the parenting has worked or not, really, and that's what you're preparing for. So I would just say I'm glad that I've known that it's worked out, and, uh, yeah, just not worry that about that kind of stuff. All right. Um, and, no, I've not really had any teen storms yet, I guess you could well, say. Well, strong emotions, yes, yes, but not, like, you know, crazy conflicts or anything like that. No. Like, uh, all right. Uh, is there anything you think you will do differently if you have children one day than your parents did with you growing up? Should I leave the room for this one? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Out you go. <laughs> um, I'll probably be a bit more, I guess, not carefree, but my mom can be a bit strict sometimes, like especially about like keeping everything clean. Again, my mom's never listening to the show. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I think so that's I'll a be, pretty common thing with families. I think it is, especially yeah. with like moms, but... I'll try and be more carefree and stuff mm-hmm. as a parent. Not care, like, I mean, I'll still enforce rules and stuff like that, or I guess suggestions, and we'll talk with the kids, of course, but like, I'll be less strict, I guess. That's the only thing, even though you guys aren't that strict, like, compared to a lot of parents, for sure. Right, right. 
Okay, so this is a challenging one, and I don't know that there's any particular answer. Okay, uh, let's say you have a foster home which adheres to peaceful parenting and the non-aggression principle, but must deal with aggressive children and handling violations of the non-aggression principle. Are there exceptions in Izzy's mind where the non-aggression principle has been violated, that peaceful parenting must turn to a practical and strict eye for eye example for justice? So how do you deal, let's say that, that we somehow ended up uh, fostering a kid who had prior not peacefully parented, like aggression, violations Oof. of the non-aggression principle, would peaceful parenting hold in that situation or would you need to be more punitive in a sense? Oh man, that's hard. Um, I yeah. think peaceful parenting is what you should stick with, but you got to be very stern. Like don't, don't yell at your kids, don't hit your kids. That's general rule you got to stick with, mm -hmm. but you still should be a lot more stern than usual. And with that, because they need yeah, to sort of run up. They really need to understand system. like what rules are and what how to like live in your household first, and then you become a lot more calm, I guess. Right. Once they're better. Does Izzy have acquaintances that she knows that are not raised peacefully? If so, does she discuss it with them at all? I'd love to hear the just peer to peer conversation. Honestly, I would I would love to be in that conversation too. But most of the kids that weren't peacefully parented were really weird, so we stopped hanging out with them. So we gave it a shot. Uh, hi, Izzy. Do you know how many children you want to have in your future family? If yes, why that number? What would you most look forward to being a new mom? Go. Okay. Um, I want to have... Well, it's, it's been, it's been a, a big change. Of it's how it's many gone up and down, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like Bitcoin. <laughs> going. Um, but um, Bitcoin price. But yeah, basically, right now it's around five. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I guess it really depends on the, the time and situation. I have kids and stuff. Yeah. But... Yeah, mostly, mostly around five, hopefully. Um, maybe I'd have like a few at one time and then a few years later. So I could spend a lot of time with those kids. I'd have some more once they're older and can deal with each other now. Just for those who don't know, I become on being a very young mom. Mm -hmm. Hopefully before I'm 25, I have at least one kid and right. happily married and stuff. Right. So that would be, that's my plan. Um, what would you most look forward to being a new mom? Oh gosh, I'm waiting for my kids to get older. <laughs> Kidding. Um, oh, until they become interesting and not yes. blobs of need and crying? Right, right. No, I've never found babies likable. Um, I enjoy younger kids, like toddlers and stuff, because that's when they start talking and being really interesting. I've just never, I've never looked at that phase. We've of, been around some crying babies, too. Well, not even the, no, even the non-crying ones. I just never really, I look at that phase and I just think boring. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just unenjoyable because, like, all the sleeping issues and stuff. Like, I mean, they're obviously. they're not great at, at baseball or pool. Of course. Like, they, they do nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But, look, I mean, obviously, I'll still, I'm sure it'll be totally different once I have my own kid. Like, it'll, it, every parent enjoys each phase but when you look at it from the outside you're like you <laughs> right, right, right but yeah no honestly i'm really looking forward to like i guess toddlers yeah the and stuff. i think toddlers stuff, right? will be fun because i want to see like how fast i can get them to have conversations and i want to compare them to other toddlers and be like my kids better than yours deal with it <laughs> okay like not that but i mean like it's right, right. um i think that the question wasn't directed at me but i'll hijack it all right i mean it'll be it'll be great fun being a granddad for sure but I think it's it, most what I'm looking forward to is you enacting all the same things with your children that you complained about with us. To me, that is going to be <laughs> I'm actually, the greatest, I've made, most wonderful. I've made a list <laughs> of what I find really annoying. And I'm going to try and give that as little as possible towards my kids. What list? You don't know where it is. You don't oh, ever I'm, get I to I have know. one mission now in this life. <laughs> Which is to find that list and alter it. No, because I don't want to forget what I find annoying because I don't want my kids to be annoyed at me. Huh. No, so I think it's like, going to be great. in 10 years, I'm not going to remember what I found annoying at the age of 13. So that's why I have it marked down. Hmm. 
Oh, so you've marked it down so that you can hold on to the grudges? No, not the grudges. Magnificent. So that I I'm don't so make, proud of you. <laughs> okay, so that I don't make my own kids annoyed at me. Right, right. All right. Uh, you know, I would like to see that list at some point. Some point. Yeah, yeah. A few years. I'm, maybe I'm 30. sure it's what? Like, like, I mean... Yeah, it's just, just, it's a, just a few chapters. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Volume 1,233. <laughs> All right, that's Dad's Grievances, right? Yeah. Dad's Grievances. It's yeah. adding to the volume. He's a book of, a book of grievances. Book. I don't know. Books. No, no, that's... Oh, yeah, Volumes. books of grievances. <laughs> Libraries of grievances. All right. Uh, uh, I'm a young man in his very early 20s who's no dating experience. When I get a steady job and start dating, what character traits should I look for in a potential mother for my future kids? How do I know if a woman has these traits? Okay, number one, don't go for a woman who's in a career or is heavily pursuing their career because they're going to have no time for parenting and they're already going to be with the insane ups and downs of like careers depending which one they're in. And they're going to find, I guess, some parts, aspects of parenting extremely boring even though they shouldn't. <laughs> right. But yes, my best bet is do not go for a woman who's heavily invested in her career. Um, that's And also my tip for women, don't be heavily invested in your career if you ever want to have children. Well, at least when you're young, right? There's yeah. plenty of time, you know, from like 35 to 85. You've got half a century if you want to career it up. Right? And not even that. Like, I mean, for the first, like, say from 15 to 35 or maybe like i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say i guess 20 to 40 or i don't know like the years where you should be focusing on having kids because 40 to 80 is 40 years without kids it's a long time like that's when you should be doing your career yeah you should have kids when you're like 20 and very young and very fertile and easy to have kids and also you can bounce back from being up all night and you yeah yeah and you can play with them more easily right yeah because you'll be way more fit and stuff so you'll be able to do like running races and stuff Um, so yeah, like, I mean, just have your kids young, snatch up all the good, good guys first. Yeah, before they go to all taken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot of issues that like we've, we've just been reading, like we'll do sometimes, what are they called? Like those little advice columns, advice columns. We find those very funny to mock, Ooh, um, yeah. but all these women are like, where are all the good men gone? And they're like 35 and stuff. It's oh, like, no, I, I remember wonder. some of those were like 48. It's, it's like, like, wow, I, I really, I couldn't, I couldn't understand where they might've gone. <laughs> Obviously, you want to look for a sideswept Karen hairdos and or blue hair. Clearly, yeah, hundred percent. Right? Tattoos, you as know, many nose rings as possible. As many. You look, I look <laughs> like you just fell down a flight of stairs carrying a tackle box. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh yes, yeah, so the other thing too, of course, is the woman's really focused on her career. She's making good money. Then she feels she has to give up all that money in just order to, to become a, a mom, yeah. and then your your income gets cut by half. Whereas you know, it's, anyway. All right, uh, Izzy, how do you feel about having no siblings that you know of? Sorry, just kidding. That I know of. Just kidding. <laughs> Izzy, how do you feel about having no siblings? How has being a single child affected you? How do you think it will impact your adult life making a family of your own? I actually think it'll be an exciting change to raise multiple kids. I say change like I've had kids before. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't. No, change I mean, from like, your childhood. Change right? from my childhood is what I meant. Right. But yeah, honestly, no, I think it'd be... Uh, I don't think it'll impact... In, wow, I can't talk. I don't think it'll impact it that much. I think if I do... Like, if I need to be introduced to parenting multiple kids, I'll have one kid first so I get the hang of parenting. And then, like, a few years later, I'll have another one so that I already kind of know how it works. And mm-hmm. then I'll have multiple kids. But right, right. Okay. Um, that's my story. That's my- with all the freedom Izzy has, how does she choose to keep learning and avoid just binging on screens and sugar? Does Steph guide her, encourage her, set goals for her, set limits, etc.? We'd love to know more about Why how to you instill. Why did say it in an original accent? We'd love to learn more about how to instill a drive to learn without being a disciplinarian. Thanks. Really looking forward to this episode. Again, as I kind of mentioned a bit previously, be more interesting to your kids than screen time and stuff. Yeah. Most of the screen time I spend is spent drawing, animating, uh, looking up ducks, stuff like that. 
this is Duck Forum. Writing grievances. Yes, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, this is this is forum that has a lot of uh, Duck information on it, and I'll help with other people who have questions, and I'll ask questions of my own and stuff. So, yeah, most of the time is spent drawing or animating or doing productive things. I have three games on my tablet, and those are social games that I probably play once every couple days. Right, right. <laughs> but. But that's um, because, I mean, if you have the choice, I mean, if I have the choice, I'm not going to sit alone playing some video game. I'm going to, we're going to hang out with the ducks or, or go yeah. for a walk or, or go to, like, go to the mall or like, we chat, right? That's yeah. the kind of, so just be, be interesting. And, and the kids end up, kids don't want to spend their time and childhood on screens. They want to spend it having fun. But in order to do that, you've got to enjoy spending time with your parents. Well, these kids will be watching, like, five hours of YouTube a day and stuff. It's like, that's never going to oh, yeah. help you in life. Like, if I think, some YouTube and other things like that is mm -hmm. fine, but I don't think young kids should even be on social media like that because, like, they get exposed to rude stuff. I don't know; it just doesn't seem oh, like yeah. a good idea for for younger kids. Now, <clears throat> with regards to sugar, I mean, everybody loves sugar. I've kind of learned to manage it, I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, so we've given you freedom and and talked about the consequences of too much sugar, and um, I don't actually like managing my own sugar. I remember a while back. I was like, hey, how would I manage my own sugar? And they're like, okay, that's fine. But if you get a cavity, you have to pay for it with your yeah. allowance and stuff, right? Sure. And then like a week later, I'm like, can you all manage my sugar again? <laughs> yes, it's tough, right? Well, you were younger then too. But I, I think it was like and nine also, or something. And also, you know, a lot of times I'll say, you know, no. Like if you want to, I'll say, look, I don't, I want that sugar. So you got to empathize with the kid too. Like you don't yeah. just sit there and say, don't have the sugar. Like you somehow And then you love eat it. like five sticker bars well, or but something. But no, I, I would love... You know, do you remember, like, we were at the, at the store the other day, and there were those mini Snickers, right? Yeah. And I was like, I could literally just, like, mow down on that whole cabinet. Yeah. Remember there was, I just want to say, just not really a thing that you weren't kids, it, but there was, like, this tiny little Twix bar that was, like, the length of my yeah, finger yeah. and the, the width of two fingers. It was, like, really funny. <laughs> it was, it was so tiny. Twix. That's one of my favorites, too. Twix. Like, no, the <laughs> Think of all the caramel. <laughs> I'm going to short circuit myself with the corner. <laughs> no, it's it's a little cookie bar. Yeah. Like a little shortbread thing. And then there's the caramel and then that chocolate. They've got those nice ripples on the chocolate. Can I trigger um, you? What? I don't like Twix. No, that's good. I appreciate that. No, more you're welcome. Me. Yeah, more for you. No, or like the, what was it? Those uh, Giardelli? No, the balls? What are those? Lindor's? Oh, Lindor's? Lintz. Lintz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, good. you say to the kid, yeah, do you want that? I would absolutely love to have it, but it's not great for me, so I won't, right? So, I mean, just empathize. But everybody wants like sugar. That's weird kind of evolution gave us that way. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, uh, I have a question for Izzy. What is like being homeschooled by your dad? He loves you so much. And this has inspired me to look at having a kid of my own. I'm 38. Okay, TikTok. How does it make you feel that loving families are being formed that don't hit because you and the great things that your father says about you and your mother being so loved? When I have a child, I'm going to homeschool him or her. Izzy, what advice would you have to parents and prospective parents about successfully homeschooling from your point of view? Successfully homeschooling? Okay, so a lot of it comes from just conversationing. Conversationing. Wow, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> Close to a word? Yeah. Wait, homeschooling at its best. I can't even speak. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I think a lot of it comes from conversational aspects. Like, I'm not a fan of the like the formal stuff. Like, I think conversation is much more important. Gives you social skills. Mm -hmm. debate it's just skills. more interesting debate skills. Like, just all the stuff that I think is way more important than like learning like divisional fraction nonsense or whatever it is. Because <laughs> like, when am I ever going to use that? Yeah. <laughs> I have calculators now. Every every single person has a calculator in their pocket. It's, it's free to buy. Like well, and a lot of the education was, was put in place before any of that, right? Yeah. Um, no, so all I'm saying is I think, yeah, if you want to homeschool, or if you are going to homeschool, I highly recommend it over schools, especially nowadays with the way schools are like. But 
um, just spend like the stuff you're interested in your kid will be interested in so as long as you're doing stuff that's useful with your life just explain what you're doing to the kid bring your kid with you if you can just do a lot of talking well and and, and take the challenge of trying to be interesting to a kid yeah right i mean there's some i I can i can certainly tell like there's a certain you know so sharks have something called the nicotating membrane (laughs) i think it is you know where i'm going with this right where their eyes kind of glaze over Mm -hmm. so when they bite into something they don't get their eyes damaged um, so there's a certain facial expression that you get. Like, so you'll, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll give it a good shot. If I'm talking about something you're not interested in, you're like, oh, maybe it'll get more interesting. Than, but there's a certain thing. Like, After like an hour, I'm just like, okay. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. We are now off the air. I mean, you can keep talking, but I'm drawing something in my brain. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you got to You have the challenge. Thank you, new animation. Yeah. Like how, how do you find, like if we're talking politics or economics, how do you find it and make it interesting for a kid, right? And the, the first thing is don't just lecture it. Say, well, what would you do, or how would you handle this, or why is this important? Or, but I would get the kid engaged because if it's just a if it's just a wall of noise coming out, you yeah. kids just tune out. You right? gotta ma- also you gotta make sure they're listening by asking them questions like, oh yeah, and what would you do here? And also throw like some math and stuff into conversations so that your kid does learn. Like, <laughs> occasionally just like da 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 go. Yeah, what? <laughs> well, it's not, not even that. Um, I also wanted to mention if your kid is having like if you throw a math question at them and they take a while to answer it or they get it wrong a few times don't be like concerned because i'm terrible at doing math on the fly even when i was like a lot better at math than mm-hmm. i am now because like most of it i just do on the calculator if i need to but right, right. um when i was at my peak math learning abilities mm-hmm. i would still take forever i'd be like wait no i gotta write this down right right uh all right um this is interesting one my brother-in-law and his wife seem to be always getting rid of their daughter who is one and a half years my brother-in-law is intelligent, wealthy, and his wife works very little and has very flexible hours. They have two babysitters at the same time, both students who take their daughter to their student home. They don't know with whom those students share apartments or how it looks inside. Wow, that's interesting. So the, that's not good. The, the mom doesn't work much at all. The, they have money in the family, and yet they still have two babysitters. Wow. About also twice a week, the mother and father-in-law, the grandparents, take care of the baby girl for the whole day, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. The brother-in-law and his wife have failed to arrange any regime for their daughter, so she doesn't sleep or eat at regular times. This is all completely against my beliefs, and since I have a daughter one year or now, it makes me completely angry. Me and my husband raise our daughter peacefully, and since we live next door, we wonder what to do or say to them since this might very negatively impact our lives. The problem is that the brother-in-law has the same opinions on raising children as we do, but they fail to implement it. They think they do everything right, and they're so proud. Massive blind spot. Yeah, that's not good. I think you honestly... (laughs) Just risk it. Talk to them, and just be like, "Look, you guys are not doing a good job at parenting. Like, you gotta, you gotta fix what you're doing. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Just spend more time with your kid. Like, have one of the parents at least quit the job if they have good money and they aren't working that much. Like, have the mom quit whatever job she has. No, but that's not the issue. She says, "I know, like, his they wife works very little. I know. That's what I mean. Just make sure she's completely not working at all, so she has no excuse. And not even that. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, that's number one. I don't think." wife should be working or at least one parent shouldn't be working that's for sure um you should have one parent with the kid but all i'm saying is i think they don't like spending time with their kid probably because they're parenting her very badly and their kid is not fun to spend time with because maybe always moody and stuff or not or like well if you don't spend time with your kid you you end up not being close enough and enjoying yeah yeah so i think you gotta risk it whatever risk you have maybe losing a relationship with your sister or something um, or, or whoever the wife is, <laughs> but, um, just, well, I mean, just, just risk it. Like have the conversation. If it doesn't work out, 
Like, isn't it going to be weird to, like, see them and not talk about how bad a parent they are? Just, like, risk the conversation. Do it. If it goes badly, you don't have to have see them again. Yeah, so they have two babysitters and the grandparents. And that's wild. I mean, that, that you... So the most important thing for kids is to know that their parents enjoy their company. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you have a child, it's... You know, if you don't enjoy your child's company... You're just kind of in social jail for 20 years. Yeah. You know, like it's really important to me that we enjoy each other's company. And that's why if there's conflicts or whatever, we work on it. Because in the same way, like if, if we have trees on our driveway, we've got to clear them out. So we yeah. can use the driveway, right? And again, you and I have significant conflicts maybe once a year. Is that yeah, I see, fair to say? Right. And usually those are, are productive. So Yeah, they get sorted out pretty fast. Yeah, but we, uh, you know, on any particular day, you and I, or any particular week or month, I honestly can't remember the last significant conflict was probably last fall about music or something like that, right? So, but on any particular day, you know, there's a lot of families, they're nervous to go to the mall all together. Do you know why? Uh, because they're always going to get into arguments about something. Some conflict. The kid wants something. The parent gets impatient. The kids get bored. Uh, there's conflicts on the drive about music or about, you know, and, and they just don't want to go anywhere. So my question is, I mean, you've had this child. Why don't you want to spend time with your child? Because yeah. the child totally gets that. Yeah. The child totally, totally understands Kids, that. Kids, I've noticed, are very good at figuring out emotions. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's their job. Yeah. You know, the, the parent has the whole world to deal with. Kids basically are just focusing on their parents, yeah. right? And so you're, you, this kid is going to know that the, the mom doesn't want to spend time with him. him. And, and the, the other thing, either. too, I mean, this is, this is a bit of a dude issue. So I'm afraid I'm going to dude it up for a second. All right. <laughs> so this is, this is the, to the brother-in-law here, right? If he ever hears this, right? It's like, look, you, your wife has a job called raising your, your kids or your kid in this case, right? And so don't, don't have her outsource that job. Like you have to sit there and say, look, you don't really work. I make a lot of money. You can be home with the child, spend time with the child. Like, why are you not doing that? Now, my guess is that this woman's mother went to work very early, put her in daycare or something. So she just may lack certain skills or she may have emotional trauma about being dumped in daycare at six weeks, which is crazy common if they're oh, from yeah, the Oh, yeah, you can't right? be doing that. So she just has emotional stuff to work out. She's not avoiding her daughter. She's avoiding some sort of lack of skill or some emotional pain or sort of both of those things. So that needs to be dealt with like immediately. Now, I don't think you have much to lose with confrontation. Let's say there's some big blow up. And, and you, you don't see the kid or your, your daughter doesn't see. Because right now, this guy is one-year-old and the one-and-a-half-year-old. They're going to end up spending a lot of time together playing together. But if the kid is feeling rejected and isolated and, and doesn't have good social skills, then she's not going to be a good companion for your daughter. So no, it's going to be a very bad there. influence. All right. When it comes to um, free domain, when it comes to my daughter's well-being, I sometimes use physical enforcement. Uh-oh. <laughs> How bad is this? She's four years old now. Example. She doesn't want to go to bed. I take her and carry her to bed without her will. I hold her there if she tries to escape till she falls asleep. I don't threaten her or are angry or anything when doing it. Uh, that's not good. That's not good at all. But he's not angry. Yes, he is. He wouldn't be carrying her to her room, preventing her from escaping. She doesn't but, want to go to bed. So yeah, like, no kid wants to go to bed. That's because your kid is enjoying your company. Right. Like, until bedtime, that's when it becomes more of, like, a hostage situation. <laughs> right. So, she's four years old. The question is, why aren't you having conversations about that? Right? Yeah, say, so like, look, maybe read her some bedtime stories, make sure she gets tired. I remember Make bedtime more to, fun, right? Yeah. Of course, she doesn't want to go to bed because she's getting pinned down in bed kind of thing, right? Yeah, like, I think, Dad, like, when we were, when I was younger, 
I would, you would say, stay in bed. We'd watch like a funny video or something yeah. like that. Have a chat. And then and, yeah. you would read, like, reply to YouTube comments or whatever, right? And I remember I, I would usually be up the whole time, but I would pretend I was sleeping. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, basically, we would, you would sit in bed with me for a little while, like half an hour or something, wait till I got tired or at least was asleep or something like that, and then you'd leave. Yep. No, and, and you've got to figure out if, so there are some kids who are night owls. And if you're a morning person and your kid is a night owl, that's just a problem. And yeah. I don't, there's no magical way to solve that problem. Night owls are night owls. This is a conversational thing, right? You got to ask her, why don't you want to go to bed? Not like it's a bad thing, like just curious, right? Why don't, what, what do you dislike about bed? How can we make it better for you? Uh, how can we make it more enjoyable? Uh, and all of that. So, yeah, but I would say that um, holding your child down so she can't escape the bed. All you're teaching her is that you're bigger and stronger and heavier. Yeah. And you're not, and you're teaching her because she's going to get bigger and you're going to get older. Yeah. Right. So uh, you just, just remember that in 10 years, you're going to be old and frail. She's going to be. Well, we strong. don't know. He might not be as old a dad as me. I know. But, I'm just making a joke. But no. So I would say you're just, you're, you're pinning her down and she's going to outgrow that. And you're not teaching her or learning anything from her. It's just physical enforcement. It's not the way to go. Oh, yeah. How do you explain the news to a child without being scary? My daughter hears a snippet of something about the war in Ukraine or makes an observation about people wearing masks. And I find myself talking about the nature of totalitarianism, which is like big, powerful government, big, scary government. She is seven. I want to answer her question, but don't want to talk over her head or terrify her. So far, the best summation I've come up with is people who want power want to tell other people what to do. And history is full of sad stories I'll tell you about when you're a little older. Maybe, can Izzy, maybe Izzy can point out some key ideas in her political or historical education that lit her up her thinking processes without being too scary. Okay, so I guess I'll answer this one first, but basically, I don't think, like, I don't think you should worry about your kid being scared about the world because the world is not a very peaceful place right now. That's not, like, the world's scary right now, honestly. Like, the whole war, all the vaccine mandates, the, you know, China releasing viruses and stuff, like, it's not not scary i guess yeah, yeah. so if you express if you tell your kid like look yeah the world it, it is scary and like don't saying like scare your kid like be terrified right like yeah. don't do that but i mean like if like, the say what you think these are yeah. the things that you got to keep an eye on these are the things that you got to tell your kid maybe tell her more advanced stuff when she's older but i just think don't tell her that like oh yeah communists are gonna take over and the whole world's gonna explode and stuff like i mean obviously it's not gonna happen but i mean like don't tell her don't like exaggerate or don't tell her the stuff that isn't proven yet or that you aren't sure about because just especially if it's like the bad stuff. But Well, and also remind her like it's important to keep an eye on things, but don't take ownership for things you can't control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just it's things to be alert to, things to be aware of. Don't let the bad things of the bad people in the world destroy your chance of happiness in this life because no. then they've won and what's the point, right? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, this one's going to be very tough for you to answer. Totally. When you have kids of your own, would you prefer to live in the city, the suburbs, a farm, or the far, far north in gold panning country? Gold panning country. Actually, I'm going to live in the middle of the earth. I'm just never... Middle earth. Yeah, That's right. I'm leaving. Right. <laughs> going back in time. <laughs> no, um, I want to live in the country, uh, not too close to other people. I am not a massive fan of the majority of other people. Um, I'm not sure I've made that clear, but now I have. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty clear, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm living hopefully in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. with like a small a small town in the country, nice forest Like a area. small town nearby kind of thing? Yeah, just a small yeah, town yeah. nearby in the country, hopefully on a dirt road type thing. You enormously dislike cities. I hate cities. Oh my yeah. gosh, cities are horrible. Yeah, yeah. I hate cities. I hate when like the houses are super squished together. Yeah. I just, 
It's smelly. And, ah, I don't yeah, like yeah, cities noisy. at all. Smelly. Sirens There's all day, sirens all everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a fan of cities. Suburbs, better than cities. I think country is probably the best, though. All right. How do you help kids make decisions? Because you know, kids do have to make decisions. You don't want to make decisions for them. Yes. But how do you help kids make how decisions? Do you, um, I mean, like, I think just be a g- really good influence on your kids and make decisions that you hope they'll make when they're older. Like, don't and, do really dumb stuff because then they're also going to do really dumb stuff. And, and I think, like, when I'm trying to make a decision, that's, I'll talk about it with you sometimes. Here's my thinking process for making the decision yeah, yeah. and so on. So, yeah, just model it. All right. Um, what do you envision a beautiful family life for you, a spouse, and children to be like day to day? Well, I haven't really envisioned it day to day. Um, obviously, like, I don't know what my kids are going to be like. I don't know who I'm marrying and stuff like that. But I mean, like, honestly, just on a farm, happy, you know, general day to day stuff. Yeah, kids helping, stuff. Out, and yeah, kids helping out, teaching them about ducks. Yeah. Everything about ducks. They'll become duck masters. Is there going to be more than ducks on the farm? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, probably ducks, some geese, maybe some some goats and stuff. Goats are kind of cool. Alpacas. I'll, no, camels, I, I don't. No. Spinning things. No. Okay. <laughs> Spinning things. What is it? Hippos. Porpoises. What farms have you been to? <laughs> Whales. Sorry. Ah. Sharks. Sorry. Uh, all right. Um, Hopefully some farm animals stuff. Just, yeah, general stuff. Do you watch many movies or series with a high school theme? Is it weird or an experience you would like to have? So here's the thing. We don't really watch modern movies because I hate modern movies. Like, we've seen movies in a high school theme, like a few of them, right, from back in the 80s or 70s and stuff. I think high school back then, at least some high schools, were a lot more fun. Also, it has to be kind of a funny environment so that the movie can be good. Yeah, yeah. So, I think if it was a high school back then, it would be more interesting to go to, and I'd definitely try it out. But I think homeschooling is still best. Uh, We have a baby daughter, and we worry that even if we raise her into traditional family values and enroll her at a private school that supports this belief system, she may end up sucked up by the aggressive feminist propaganda and therefore disregard the find a good husband and have children goal to find real happiness. I've heard Izzy before mentioning how she already plans to find a good man and have babies young. How did you make sure she understands the importance of recognizing the feminist propaganda and make make these good choices for her life? At what age should we start explaining her to her what propaganda is like and so on, right? Um, I think as young as possible, like I know, I don't know your kid, I don't know how advanced she is and stuff, but, um, I think just do it very, I think not very young, not like three or four, but maybe like five or six before she goes into school. Personally, I don't think you should send her to school if you can work really hard to make sure she can stay homeschooled or at least not go into school for when they actually start teaching that because you never know. I mean, I think private schools are a lot better than public schools, but I think there's, there's still probably a chance that they're going to be teaching bad stuff or have bad influences. But um, personally, I think you should just try really, really hard to ensure that she's homeschooled. Just try and make sure that your kid does not end up exposed to that type of thing and make sure you get your well, opinion and print it on her first. Exposed is fine, exposed, I guess, Sorry, exposed is fine, but not like in educated. a positive way. Well, and not exposed alone, right? I mean, yeah, we, yeah. We, we watch things and we... We talk about them and we try to come to some reasonable conclusions, recognizing that people who make movies or who write books may have a particular agenda, may have a particular point of view that they want to, well, always do, something they want to get across, and that's fine, but we just need to be aware of it. They're not objective or real or, or universal. They're not documentaries. Yeah, right? yeah. No, Even documentaries true. have, remember we talked about that, oh, yeah. the nature it's documentaries? Tough, like, all these nature documentaries, I find them interesting, especially like the ones in the jungles and oh, forests yeah. and stuff. Um, but. It sucks because then they're like, oh, yeah, this jungle used to be double the size. And it's like, okay, please stop. I just want to learn about the animals. <laughs> oh, we're all going to die. Yeah. Um, 
Do you know many kids that are worse spanked? Can you tell that they were not raised peacefully? You have a really good instinct with kids, with people. Yeah, people in general. Like, I meet them usually within a few hours. I can tell whether they're good or not, even sometimes less. Like, I remember there was one kid a while back that we wanted to hang out with, or that you guys wanted to. I saw her for about a minute, and I was like, nope, bad kid, bad kid, and she turned out being a bad kid. But um, I guess I don't, we don't really know kids who aren't, uh, Spain, who aren't parented peacefully, but I still have a good instinct for like when what kids have been parented well. Yeah, yeah. How did Isabella react when she wanted something that she couldn't get at the age of two? How did parents respond? So you may be a little young to remember this kind of stuff. No, I remember it perfectly. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you wanted stuff, of course, right? And and we would empathize. I would empathize with you that I would want that too, and then model saying no. And generally, because we enjoy each other's company so much we would just go and do something else. It's not like a full distraction thing, but we would just go do something else that was enjoyable and you'd kind of forget about the other thing that you wanted. Please discuss how you frame Izzy's handling of money at her age, plus or minus one year. What does she do with her candy treat selling profit? Okay, I remember that. That was a while ago. Um, I haven't haven't really done that recently just because you've been eating a lot less sugar and my mom is allergic to chocolate. (laughs) So I I don't really do that anymore. I'll occasionally make them just as like an occasional treat, a rare treat, whatever. But honestly, me with money, I don't spend money. Like I remember when I was younger, it was way back. There was like a bunch of my friends were all sharing their allowances and stuff. Um, and they're all like, oh, I have $10, I have $20, whatever. I didn't really want to share. And then I'm like, yeah, what's like the worst thing they're going to do with <laughs> like what, what information, <laughs> what right, are they right. going to do with this information? And I'm like, oh yeah, I have $40. I'm like, no way. What did you spend it on? Right. How much do they give you? And I'm like, not that much. Right. And they're like, well, what do you like? What do you, why do you have that much? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't spend stuff. And they're like, what do you mean? They were just so confused at the concept of not really spending money. And I don't do it because I'm like, oh, I can't spend money. I'm terrified of it. I just don't really like I look at it, I'm like, am I, how long am I going to use this for? Is it going to end up in some drawer or am I going to use it every single day? Right. And if it's something I'm going to use often, like with my tablet, we split the price of it and we have done that for almost all the electronics I've gotten. Mm-hmm. You'll spend half, I'll spend half. Yeah. But No, and, and there were things, remember, you, you wanted that fake diamond and the tiger eye when you were little, right? Yes. And we got that. And then I used it for a little while. You like did it was, use it for a little while. But then what, you, what, what I do, and you've got to circle back with your kids, right? And you got to say, remember that tiger? Remember that it? thing that you wanted, and where is it now? Yeah, uh, in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, or, or the the little oh gosh, we were at a um, uh, at a hardware, big hardware store, and there was that the tiles. Horse. No, the rocking <gasps> the rocking horse. horse. I did use that for a while. <clears> you I did use that it. for a while, and there's again nothing wrong with like, that. You're going to grow out of that. You're going to grow out of that eventually, though, right. like the rocking horse. So I did use it for a good amount of time. And so it's not it's not a punitive thing, right? Because everyone has things that they use for a while and then don't, right? But you just got to point out and say, look, hey, remember that thing that you so desperately wanted? Where is it now? And it just reminds you that something you feel desperate to acquire in the moment might not be something that you use in the long run. And yeah. just remember that, right? So. And also, if you can, like, wait a couple days, like a week or something, and see if you still desperately want it afterwards. Like, don't use like, hey, we're going to go back here at some point. Just let's wait a bit. Come back a week. They're Maybe we can hide it. one behind a shelf so right. that it's still there and stuff or whatever, right? right. But, yeah. All right. How do you set boundaries properly? Uh, I don't know how to explain boundaries too well. I think what people mean is, you know, limits. Limits on behavior, right? Um, A central problem people have in understanding how to peacefully parent is determining the difference between punishment and setting boundaries. To most of us, disciplining is another word for the use of force. So it's a struggle to think about how to set boundaries without crushing the child's will. Mm. (laughs) Crushed will. My gosh. Tasty. Delicious. <laughs> uh, uh, my mistake, on top of a mountain of mistakes, was after I realized I was being 
too totalitarian means just yeah, rules and punishment i feared having any boundaries at all and my daughter's behavior became even worse our relationship has been like a boat in a storm going between totalitarianism and complete permissiveness which is like you're not allowed to do anything you can do anything you want right? uh, both sides are awful so he, he he'd like to some guidance on okay how did we limit your behavior i don't remember honestly yeah. like so if i just had to guess from like just general experience and stuff but i would say mostly just before you do something think okay am i being too strict would i have enjoyed this when i was a kid is this reasonable and just think if you're making like some big decision or whatever yeah or not even big just a medium decision just think for a few seconds before you make it and stuff and if you aren't sure or if you're not like okay yes this is the right thing to do then just think about it before you make the decision right and then after a little while you should get into the hang of making the right decisions and you shouldn't have to do that <laughs> What is the most effective punishment for a child who doesn't obey his or her parents? A lecture. <laughs> a lecture. Um, That's the most cruel. What is the most effective? <laughs> a lecture. <laughs> right, cruelty and effectiveness. Um, no. It's the wrong question. Why on earth should you have to obey us? Yeah. Just make sure you have good rules that your kid agrees with. Yeah. I mean, so if you can't get agreement, like I've never inflicted any kind of boundary on you that you haven't agreed to, right? No. I mean, now, I say... I'm not going to have a piece of chocolate today. Then I'll have a piece of chocolate. So it's not like I obey every one of my own rules. No. So, you know, but, but we have to sort of say, okay, well, we shouldn't eat too much sugar because of X, Y, and Z or whatever. We've got to exercise because of whatever. And so explaining to you why, then it's not me inflicting some rule on you that you're going to resist. It's like we both have to agree on what's reasonable behavior and then just aim at it. You don't always hit it perfectly. Neither do I, but whatever, right? All right, a couple more? Yes. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on the following? Oh, this one. Oh, no, not this one. Do you one. want to read it? Oh, gosh, yeah. Here, I'll take the yeah, tablet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are your thoughts on the following? Toddler locked in her room during the night, but still able to be heard by mom and dad for safety purposes, fire, mischief. Um, childproof doorknob used on interior so that she stays in, but it takes no extra time for a parent to get to her if needed. If you determine that this is immoral, can you offer a better suggestion? Thanks in advance. I look forward to this discussion. Edit. Adding that she has access to her little potty and a cup of water. She has access to a little potty and a cup of water. Yeah, so that what are your, what like your thoughts prison. on that? What are you Why did you that? your child in a prison? What did she do? What sentence has she deserved? Well, fire and <laughs> what mischief. The heck? Fire and mischief. That's not good. That's not, look, I mean, like, no, no, she gets. She, for safety purposes, so that they can get in, not for saying she did. But, Sorry, okay, let's so, read the some, response. Somebody says, what? No, what did the child's thoughts on that? Good question. She's not a fan. Of course she isn't. No one likes prison. Sorry. She's not a fan in the same way that she's not a fan of getting strapped into her car seat. I explained in an age-appropriate way that these things are to keep her safe, but she didn't really get it. Safe, keep her safe. How many people lock her kids in the room? What's the worst that's going to happen if she exits her room? I'm sorry. I know I'm yelling, but, like, this is... Why? I I have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. And this is not good. Stop. Do not lock your kid in a room. Like... I did, did not think this would have to be something that needs to be explained. Toddlers need kid, to have access to their parents at night. Yeah, like if I remember being scared once. You guys, I came out of my room because I was, I think I was nervous. I maybe had a bad dream or something. Yeah. And you guys were moving stuff in your room and you put it in front of the door so I couldn't get in. And I got really scared because, um, you know, at the age of four, like big dark hallways and stuff, oh, yeah, yeah. right? But like okay, I remember just, starting crying. I remember your arm coming through the door and I was like, because we... Because we, like there's a child with yeah, the door. Yeah, okay. So we, we went to get you and all that, right? Yeah. Um, no, like your kids got to have access to you at night. Like, I mean... 
You're a parent. You can't just yeah, stop you, being a parent for 12 hours at night. If yeah. it needs you, just they'll come, right? Like, I'll just make a silly example because I guess it's the only experience I have with parenting. The ducklings that we have are pretty demanding, especially for the first like week or two. Yeah. So I'll keep them in my room at night and we'll take them out during the day and stuff, air it out and stuff. But I yeah, mean, yeah. They're, small, they're just in a small container with some wood chips, water and food and stuff. But if they start crying which is when they make these really loud chirps which is when they're like they need something i'll get up and check on them i don't care what time it is yeah. i'm not walking them outside to just let them cry and i'm like oh i will provide you with some food and some water like that's just, i don't know it just seemed weird like if you're having yeah. like i don't know it's just like ah, oh, i don't like that <laughs> yeah because i remember that i remember that night really well so i had to change a light bulb so we had a chair in front of the door i'd forgotten to move it and you open the door you know, I tried to. And and it just opened a bit and your arm came through and you were like reaching towards like so I had to pull the, the, the door the, the chair away from the door and you know give you a hug and yeah. No, you can't just stop parenting at night. I mean that's not right. Yeah, it's like okay, back to baby jail, you go, I'm going to bed. And here's the thing too, like I know it can be inconvenient and you may be not getting as much sleep, but your child needs you and your child wants to spend time with you. Yeah. Like, how is that a terrible thing? I, uh, I don't know, I just not like that. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that at all. All right, let's do one or two more. Uh, what is the most important thing your dad has taught you? Um, probably how to debate, I'd say, is one of them. <laughs> and how to deal with other kids. No, that's I've... the most important thing your dad regrets teaching you. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, it sucks when I beat the debate master himself in a debate. Which... <laughs> you do, though. You absolutely Yes, do. that's true. Um, what were you going to say? You looked like you were about to say something. No, but if you had any other thoughts on that. Oh, no. I Honestly, I think that's basically the main thing. Also, just like general... I think it's just a whole bunch of little stuff added up that's just better than most parents, honestly, but yeah. How do parents handle a baby crying? I think something that you've noticed really early on, you taught me a lot about, well, you've taught me about how to be a better sport in sports, but whatever. But one thing you really taught me about was you had a really great instinct for real crying and fake crying. Oh, I did. I did. Do you remember? I still do. You still do, right? Yeah. I remember we had this kid who she like just fell and started crying. It was so fake. And you thought it was real, remember? Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's okay. You're fine, right? And I'm yeah. like, I whispered to you, it's fake. It's fake. No, you're really, really good at that. So, yeah, you don't want to reinforce the fake crying, but you want to deal with the real crying. Yeah, like, I, I guess I don't think that's, I don't think that's what exactly he was asking. Can we read it again? Where is it? Oh, sorry. Um, how do, so, how do we balance soothing a baby versus letting the baby cry it out or Yes. I don't think babies fake cry, but... Um, no, they can't. Really? If, they, if, so, if they're crying because they're not getting something they want, that's different from crying because they're genuinely distressed about something. Right. Like, okay. I wouldn't consider that fake crying, though, because they're still upset about something. But Well, no, like but, there's, a, no, but there's, there's an upset, which is just frustration that you're not getting what you want. That's like true, a kid yeah. who wants some candy, they're not hungry. No. They want some candy, a toddler or a baby. They don't get the candy and they start crying out of complaint. Then I think you should just hug your kid and be like, hey, it's fine. We can have candy some a later, another day or something or later today. Or let's or do something, something else. Like it's fun or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fun. But I think like if your kids like, just fall and they've hurt themselves and they're really hungry and they cry, obviously don't let the kids soothe themselves. It's like, oh, okay, fine. Go get some food yourself. Plant a garden or something, right? But right. I mean, if your kid just is displeasured about something, calm your kid down. You're fine. You know, you're okay. And then you can just go off and not go off but i mean like take your kid with you and just comfort them do mm -hmm. something fun with them um especially do that the more so that when they're younger but yeah i think it's, yeah it's important to comfort your kid oh one last thing if your kid hurts themselves and they start crying like a lot if you're like oh no oh no and you're like really panicked don't panic because <laughs> like 
if I'm worried about something and someone starts panicking about it, I will be 10 times more worried. Yeah. Right? Like, it's panicking does not help any situation. Stop panicking. Right. Panicking sucks. <laughs> but, like, so if your kid is injured, a baby specifically, and you start panicking, they're going to think it's a really bad injury and they're going to get more panicked. Oh, yeah. No, because you read the cues from your... You don't know whether you're badly injured, really. Um, all right. Like, it hurts, but... What do you wish that your dad could do better? Um, honestly, I don't really think much. Like, occasionally in certain times, I'll be like, oh, you could do a little better in this. But, like, I guess, like, it has to be in the moment. Is, is your dad good at video games? Think. Patience. I get to move away. Okay. Right. This um, determines no. our entire relationship. He's good at, like, first-person shooters, but I think I'm a lot better at, like, strategy games and stuff. Like, specifically, I'm sorry, okay? This is an honest answer. Uh, would you would you count Settlers of Catan as a strategy game? Everyone ma, has ma, the winning streaks, but you are pretty good at that game, I must say. But I do give you a lot of help. Yeah, you um, do. But, no, like, specifically, you probably know about either one of these games because they're both fairly popular. But Among Us and Goose Goose Duck are both strategy games. Now, I don't think I'm technically brain dead in those games, but I'm not far off from Slightly. it. Slightly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I say those games, I'm like, that's that type of game I'm a lot better at. Um now, and also memory games, I'm a lot, I'm a lot better. Memory too, games, yeah. for sure. Like, you know who's, who has what cards, right? In, yeah. In Catan. Oh, Catan, it's creepy. Oh, yeah. Like, you'll have, like, seven cards. I can name five out of seven for sure. Oh, all seven. Or all seven, yeah. And, you, and, and with the games, like, so the games, like, Among Us or Goose Goose Duck, where you are trying to figure out who's the killer. Yeah. Right? Do you think that through, or do you just have a real instinct? Like, do you know why you think what you think? Oh, usually, like... I'll clear people based off behavior, especially if I've played with them a bunch of times before. Mm -hmm. um, also, I'm usually with at least one to two people each round, so I'll be able to clear them then. And then I'll narrow it down to two or three people, and mm -hmm. if there's two killers, I can get it right from there pretty much. If there's one and I narrow it down to three, I might not get it right, but usually I can get it pretty accurate. I won't always say it each game. Uh, massive spoiler alert for people who play with me, but <laughs> just because if I do figure it out and I keep figuring it out over and over again, especially if it's the same person over and over again who I'm figuring it out, I want to give them a chance because it's no fun to just get caught immediately at one after time and time and time again. I'll give the imposter one round. I'll sometimes yeah. say it and sometimes I won't say it because right. I want the imposter to kill me, especially if I died once that game. Right. But yeah, basically, sometimes I'll say it, sometimes I won't say it, but yeah, usually usually I'll give you a chance. <laughs> no, and you, you notice a lot of details in those games that I don't. Yes, Like, that's you true. know where people are, you'll be on the cameras, and, and then you really assemble it. I think it's kind of instinctual, and I don't have that. Also, not just those language games, but some, some of the 3D games, like Rocket League, you're better than me, significantly. Although I'm not that good compared to, like, a lot of people. That makes me feel even worse. I know. You're a lot better than me, and you're not even that good. <laughs> no, I'm not, honestly, like, compared to a lot of people. I'm only in, like, Silver League or something, so I'm not Well, that's good. a funny thing, right, how people... Um, you know, brag how good they are. And look, it's fine to be good at a game like Rocket League or whatever, but I look at all the things they're not good at because they focused on that one thing. <laughs> I remember there was this guy, we hadn't played in like a year, and we just played it again recently. Yeah. And there was this guy in the, like in the comments, I think he was beating us. It was, at that time, it was two, three or something. We were at two, yeah, he was yeah. at three. And he's like, you guys are trash playing yeah. script, she, uh, split screen, shaking my head or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, like, I just laughed, honestly. I'm like, okay, yeah, sorry, you play like four hours a day. That's fine. Like, sorry, we have a life and haven't played in, in a year. No, and like, what's the point of trash talking? Like, they're just not having a good play, gay, day of playing. Like, some days I'm way more skilled at games. Other gay, days I'm just not in the mood for the game, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just, yeah. 
Okay, those are the major questions, and uh, it was a great deal of fun. I, I hope that this is useful to everyone as a whole. Thank you so yes. much for sharing your thoughts. Great, deal, great deal of fun. Yeah, I hope everyone got advice. Please let your child out of the toddler jail. Um, yeah. One last thing: we didn't answer some of the questions because they're similar to other questions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or they were very vague and stuff. But yeah, we answered as many as we could. All right. Thanks everyone so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. It's and we'll talk to you guys soon. Yes. See you later. Bye. Bye.